This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. I'm Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me from the Tri-Cities Opera, John Rizzoni, how are you doing today, my friend? Hi, Kathy. Good morning. You know, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Well, you know, you sound a lot happier than you did about a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot has changed. We're still dealing with some of the same stuff, but, you know, I think uh, there's a light coming. Yeah, well, I'm hoping it's not a light from an oncoming train with this Delta variant thing, which has got everybody I know, in. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry to bring it that up. It is scary. Sorry to bring yeah, that up, John. No, it's okay. No worries. <laughs> it's reality. I live in reality, so that's okay. <laughs> One of the things that we got over our desk um, in the past few days was the announcement of the first round of the Restart NY Rapid Live Performance Grants, 31 pages. <laughs> of, of uh, different arts organizations throughout the state with the braggados, every region getting funding. Well, I had to go through a lot of pages to find Southern Tier organizations. And, of course, it was in alphabetical order. So T, Tri-Cities Opera, was right about page 29. <laughs> but congratulations, you guys got some funding. Uh, and what was we it about? Did. Was it ten grand for each of these two uh, particular Correct. thingies? Yep, that is correct. We do have funding. So we will be uh, mounting uh, a production of our children's opera, which this year will be Stone Soup, which is based on the children's book Stone Soup. And it's a new opera that was uh, created in 2018. Uh, And so we will be uh, creating a film of that, but also uh, rehearsing and doing live performance uh, on September 11th. Uh, in addition to live performances that we'll do later in the year in the spring. And so that is one of the grants we received. You know, we'll have our resident artists sing this wonderful opera for kids, uh, and then we will distribute it to uh, to schools. But really, this grant is focused on the live performance that we're going to have on September 11th. So well, it's so nice really, of you to really have exciting. a live performance for my wedding anniversary. Well, there we go. <laughs> just, just to honor you. That's exactly then, how you planned it, I know. <laughs> I know, that's exactly what it was. Uh, And then we also have uh, received a $10,000 grant as part of the Rapid Restart grant uh, for our production uh, of The Falling and the Rising, which is actually, um, we will be hosting the United States Army Field Band. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're coming to town. They commissioned this opera, The Falling and the Rising. Uh, And so on September 16th, which is only five days after September 11th, obviously, uh, we will be producing that show at the Forum, uh, and that is a really, really amazing piece. Uh, it's centered around a, a soldier uh, who is injured in an IED attack, a roadside bombing, uh, and we see sort of this beautiful, tender, powerful dreamscape of her interacting with other service members who have experienced injury, uh, and it sort of explores the journey towards healing and home that many of our, uh, you know, our active duty and veteran service members experience. Uh, oh, you're giving me and that production is, uh, It's a beautiful piece, and it's based on real interviews with veterans. Uh, wow. You know, the stories are kind of put together from those interviews, uh, so it's not any one veteran's story, but they are real stories, which is so powerful. And so the thrilling piece of that is that we will have soldiers coming to sing this opera, soldiers telling the stories of soldiers. Uh, And 
it's it's so powerful, and we're so grateful to New York State for their support of the production, and also you know to the the U.S. Army Field Band for coming uh, to help us, you know, to, to to bring this to our community and and allow our audience to experience this powerful piece. Uh, so it's it's really exciting, and one of the amazing things as well is because of the relationship with the U.S. Army Field Band that uh, that production will actually be free to the public. And so they'll register and reserve seats through our ticketing system, but there will be no charge for that performance. And that's going to be at the Forum? Correct. It's at the Forum on wow. September 16th, 7 p.m. That's, you know, not, that's not that long off. It's coming quick. Yeah, we have some big, you know, big... Uh, Marketing pushes coming up in the next month. Uh, looking forward to that. You know, it's it's challenging right now. Again, you know, finances have not completely settled. Uh, you know, after COVID, we're still not sure all of the financial pieces that will come into play in the next year. I think we have a pretty good plan and things are going to be great. Uh, but, you know, uh, expending marketing dollars over a long period of time uh, makes you need more long, more marketing dollars. And so we're focused on really getting the word out in the month leading up to the show to make sure, uh, you know, we've, we've saturated the market and, and let as many people know as possible. How does one go about commissioning an opera? I mean, that sounds like something you think about in the 1600s, King, you know, what's-his-face, right? got a hold of, uh, you know, composer XYZ and said, you know, I want to keep your head on your shoulders, you write me an opera. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's gotten a little more uh, gentle than that <laughs> in, in the modern day. Uh, you know, there are actually a lot of operas being commissioned uh, in the present day, uh, and I would say over the last twenty years as well. Really? Uh, you know, there is a real push uh, in the American opera industry towards towards new American opera, and that really is in the hope that we can um, start start embracing American stories and relatable, uh, a diverse array of relatable stories that, you know, our public uh, appreciates. And not that, you know, the classics that take place in Paris and Italy and, you know, Spain and all that stuff aren't wonderful and cannot be made relevant to our audiences. But I think by, first of all, having them in English and having them about either contemporary subjects or more relatable subjects to, to our audience, it really helps remove some of the barriers that people find to enjoying the operatic art form. Isn't it a funny thing that it's taken, oh, how many hundred years for the opera to come full circle? Because opera back in the you know 17 1800s that was the theater of the day that was what people went to that was you know the that was the entertainment yeah. and it totally became true. it became this whole and giving to the opera <laughs> and now it, you're talking about contemporary stuff it, it, a lot of people you and I've talked about this before about things yeah. like cats and phantom of the opera and mm -hmm. tommy it's like those are operas and people it was like a naughty word or something that you were enjoying an opera well it, you know think about it les miserables for pretty much is is an you know all song it is yeah it is interesting you know the the traditional definition is of an opera is that you know all of it is sung right. uh and but even carmen one of the most famous operas that everybody knows of has spoken dialogue in it or there are versions that include that and so i think what's happening is the definition i'm using air quotes of opera <laughs> it's good to see in radio uh, John. is 
is yes, well, you know, I got to be a little visual. Uh, <laughs> we work in all the mediums in opera, but you know, uh, the definition of what opera is has been consistently changing since its inception uh, back in the day. And I think at some point, you know, American uh, the American opera industry embraced a certain version of what opera was, uh, and we held on to that for a long time. But the truth is, uh, I mean. I say it again, new opera has been written every year, every month, by many different people since, you know, opera became a thing. It has been, uh, you know, we might have latched on to a certain era of opera as, as this sort of iconic representation of what opera, again, in air quotes, should be. But really, the, the definition is much broader now. And even, you know, there are modern operas being written, you know, that include, uh, include, um, you know, amplification, microphones that is traditionally never used in traditional opera. Uh, there are, you know, in English with, you know, with some, with a variety of styles. Singing, incorporating not just the classical, but jazz and, and some pop elements. I mean, and also operas that kind of have different characters sing in different styles of music. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there. And I think for me and for Tri-Cities Opera, we're really trying to expand uh, what the public perceives to be opera. Because a lot of times we run into this um, opera is not for me mentality. Yeah. And while I don't believe that every opera is for every person, I do 100% believe that every person could find an opera that they would simply love and adore uh, because it is such a diverse art form. Well, you know me. I'm a fan. And a, mm-hmm. a big fan, especially of the the old school opera. Like old, it's, sure. like, it's like me with with musical theater too. It's like give me Music Man, you know, <laughs> and, and Brigadoon, you know. I'm I I love the the old stuff, but there's some old stuff even I, Elixir of Love. I'm sorry, I don't like it, but <laughs> people do have their own tastes and things that they like and they don't like, and it has been kind of a learning experience to expand one's horizons and don't fall into that snooty you know, artsy-fartsy type thing about I'm going to the opera and I'm wearing my tiara and, you know. Well, the thing, yeah, and not to interrupt you, Kathy, but the thing about that is that's not about the art. That's about social, that's about fun, that's about clubs, that's about inclusion or exclusion, depending on which aspect we're talking about. Uh, For me, we're about the art. Uh, uh, You know, whatever fun other that arises out of what we do, uh, you know, it is our goal to make that as inclusive as possible. But, you know, all of that extemporaneous social aspect of what opera is or was, uh, you know, I get that that's important and that is a beautiful part of the history and it is fun to dress up and go to a gala and do things like that. But the art, that's not the art. And so for us, it's really about expanding the vision of what the art can be, showing people uh, the relevance, the sort of the, the the right here, right now, immediate importance of some of the stories we're telling, uh, and, and making sure also that it's uh, enjoyable and entertaining. You know, it's funny you say you hate the elixir of love. I kind of do too, except for <laughs> we just did it. But the way we did it was we, we commissioned a brand new translation. You know, it's so old that it's not in copyright. 
So we took it, we transferred it to Binghamton. We wrote a new translation featuring speedies and local references and things like that. And again, that's another way that we're working to, you know, the music is beautiful. It, it, there's some glorious music in there, but the story's kind of silly and some people love it. It's not my favorite, but we were able to turn it into something uh, that I, I believe our audience enjoyed when we returned to live performance last May. And, you know, uh, aside from this spectacular production of The Falling and Rising, uh, we'll be doing um, Cinderella, Rossini's Cinderella in the spring, again at the Forum Theater in a new production uh, that is a collaboration with Annapolis Opera and also uh, Opera Columbus. Uh, we're sharing the cost of building this new production, uh, and that will be fabulous as well. And again, that's a classic, but it's also a super relatable story, and we'll be setting it once upon a time, but maybe not once upon a time 400 years ago or 300 years ago, but once upon a time that is relatable to our audience and our people. And there will be lots more details about that coming. But, you know, I think, I think there are ways to embrace uh, the essence of what all of these pieces are, the deeply human stories we tell, uh, and make them relatable right here, right now, but also recognize that there's lots of new stories that we need to tell, too. And so we're here uh, here to offer really the best, uh, most compelling, beautifully sung musical entertainment uh, and opera that we can to our audience here uh, in the Southern Tier. And there's so much exciting things coming through. Going from the young artists that are coming up through the ranks now, it's yeah. amazing to see the talent that's coming through because there are young people that are embracing the art and embracing that the, the music and the talent and the discipline. I mean, there is a lot mm -hmm. of discipline to go with this this art form. But it's Absolutely. also, it's exciting to be getting back into the forum. I know, I can tell from just listening to you. But also <laughs> the exciting part of being able to do video presentations and taking that into the schools to get even younger Ooh. kids that are going to be the next ones coming up through the rank. It, it, it's all just, it, it, it's something that is just moving very quickly. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's interesting we were forced kind of into this video model because yeah. we can't, you know, we can't do performances in schools like we used to. Not forced. We chose it. I mean, we could have just not done anything. Right. But to me, you know, it, the educational portion, our tour opera go round that we've done every year for over 40 years right. uh, is an incredibly important piece of what we do. And, you know, a lot of the public is not even, you know, unless you have a school age child or experienced it, uh, you know, they're not even aware, really. But, you know, uh, last year we reached over 17,000 children with our digital uh, opera go round. And, you know, pre-COVID, we were doing 70 performances in schools for over 17,000 children a year. I mean, this is it's a huge part of our impact. And it's a part of sort of the, you know, not only are we uh, doing our best to, you know, they say that the earlier uh, a child or a person is exposed to classical music, the more likely they are to appreciate it later on in life. Right. And so that's part of what we're doing. But also all of these children's operas that we produce all have a message. And Stone Soup this year is about community coming together. It's about, uh, you know, when when one person is in need, we are all in need in some ways, and that we have we each have solutions uh, 
that can help, you know, each have a small piece of the puzzle that can solve things for everybody. And I think it encourages community. It encourages, uh, you know, Additionally, we're, we'll be partnering um, with uh, some hunger uh, organizations that fight hunger around that oh, that great. program as well, because Stone Soup is really about, you know, this little girl who's hungry and she calls on other people uh, to help her make the soup that they all share. Right. And it's better because they each have an ingredient, you know, so we are using uh, that platform also to raise awareness about hunger in our community. We are out uh, of time, and- John. Oh, I'm sorry. I could go on all I day. I know. Yeah. We, well, yeah. you and I both, we get together. Um, right. but give, give where people can find information, especially that rising and falling thing sounds wonderful. Yeah. Where, where do we yeah, get more information? TriCitiesOpera.com. You know, we're still getting all the web pages with all the information going, but that's the place to go. Uh, and if you, you know, there's a sign up for our newsletter there, and that's a really great way to just stay in the loop. Thank you so much, John. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Kathy. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. If you're and can't afford to pay, then you need to take